1: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: And welcome again to the nonprofits. Um, I'm your host, Jeff D. My co-host is Dennis Lubay. Howdy. Our quite astonishingly talented and speedy producer, uh, Russell Glasser. Uh... And we are live June 19 2004 pay no attention to any audio you may have heard before picking up this uh, broadcast um, there was a, a slight slightly awkward start to the show today but nothing we can't fix in the uh, in the backup or version uh, on demand from the website so if you're not listening to this live you don't even know what I'm talking about <laughs> Atheist Charities is an organization of helping hands to empower and educate those in need without imposing the chains, chains of religion. Check out www.atheistcharities.com. If you hear about slurs, defamation, or discrimination of athe- against atheists, uh, write up everything you know about the incident and send it to ombuds at atheism.org. The Heart of the Beholder Film Project needs your support. Plenty of information at www.beholder.com. That's all our standard uh, announcements. I have something that I want to talk about. Uh oh.
0: Don't yet, please.
2: Don't yet.
0: Yeah, I'd like to uh, go make a phone call.
2: Are we. So I. I'll just keep the show going then, shall I? (laughs) Right. Okay. Okay. Oh, boy. Well, um, let me talk to you. This isn't what I was going to talk about, but let's talk about the Ra-Aliens, shall we? Sure. Is everybody familiar with the Ra-Aliens? Is that actually how it's pronounced? Uh, I'm not sure. The Ra-Aliens,
1: Ra-Aliens. Yeah, Ra-Aliens, Ra-Aliens, yeah, Who knows?
2: Uh, they're these guys who worship space aliens. Yeah, but that's crazy, you say. Because well, it's more likely because... than gods. But yeah, sure. But there aren't <laughs> any aliens that we know of. That we know of. What are they doing, worshiping them? <laughs> and that makes them basically in the same boat as theists. Yes, they are in the same boat as theists. worshiping something that they cannot see. Yes, but which they take on faith. <laughs> yes, because they're dim-witted. Uh, A uh, washed-up race car driver, and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, from all reports, sexually um, uh, adventurous leader oh, well. who goes by the moniker Rail or Ryle. Uh-huh. I guess it's Rail. Rail, well, sure, whatever. I uh, told him so. Well, cool. Okay, here's the problem. Yeah. They're trying to pass themselves off as atheists. Ooh. Now, okay, I shouldn't good. say it that way. Because technically, they are atheists. If they, they say they don't believe in gods. Right. But they do believe. But that, they worship something. Yeah, but it's not, they don't call it gods. And I, you know, I say worship, maybe that's going too far too okay. Now I gotta backpedal. Try to, try to be Save your as, point, save your point. <laughs> try to be as fair to these morons as I can. Um... Yeah, they believe that human- humanity exists because space aliens created us. Okay. Right. And we've talked about them before on the show, when they poked their unwanted noses into the whole evolution uh, creationism issue Yeah. In, on the side in favor of in- teaching intelligent design theory. Ah, because For obvious aliens reasons are involved. They believed intelligent aliens created mankind. And, and so obviously evolution species? evolution can't be true because aliens created us and every other species. I don't know. I don't know if they really okay. far. Hmm. Don't really know.
1: Don't really care. If evolution is the result, you know, resulted in all the other species, then why not have it result in man? What, 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 why are aliens needed? I don't. know. Okay.
2: I don't know. They believe that there are some. They believe that there are some. So they call themselves atheists.
0: We're fine, by the way.
2: Are we? We're fine? Is fine. I'm glad that we're fine. Have we always been fine?
0: Uh, maybe I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm sure that I started hearing. It is in my nature to panic about this stuff. Nah. Ma- maybe uh, the lag. But that's lag... what makes you so good, Russell. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the lag is negative today, and that's why you started hurt hearing voices early. Then. Ah, getting our voices before we say stuff. Well, that's why you make the big bucks, man. Yeah. You know, if it's possible to hear <laughs>
2: stuff before we say it, then prophecy is possible. And yeah, uh, the whole I... title of our show is thrown Ooh. into you know oh, no. into wild. suspicion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But what do these Raelians do? Raelians, Raelians, do you know that the Raelians declared 2004 the year of atheism? They did. Well, that's... They declared it the year of atheism. It's good that someone did, right? (laughs) No. No? (laughs) No, it's not good for just anybody to do that. Because these guys, uh, well, they believe in space aliens. (laughs) They're (laughs) (laughs) kooks. They have a space alien
0: religion.
1: (laughs) But does it mean that atheists can't be kooks? (laughs) Well, it they, doesn't be- mean we can't believe in aliens
2: either. They, no, just, that's true. That, that, that's the thing. That's they the pro- are in fact technically, technically atheists. Yeah. So when I recently received an email,
0: well, but I mean, uh, Carl Sagan sort of believed in aliens. He didn't. He didn't assume that they were definitely out there. But okay, he, he thought there's it different was ways of doing it.
2: Just like there's different ways of believing in gods, right? Right. If you believe there are gods in the sense of things people have called gods. That's not crazy. There are things that people have called gods. Now, I I believe in them that way. Sure, right? There are those things. And if, you know, on the subject of space aliens, if you simply want to say, well, you know, it's not scientifically implausible that there might be other life forms that have evolved on other planets according to the same basic... Print, principles you know, that we principles? evolved here sure fine no problem right that's different from saying there are them. we believe that they came down and yeah. created humanity in spite of the evidence to the contrary because our washed up race car driver leader that likes to have sex with as many young cultist girls as he can tells us so
1: I have no argument with the sex part that sounds really good
2: I'm actually. just uh, giving a full description of the man <laughs> okay okay uh all right. So when I recently received an emailing from the Raelian public relations department yeah. announcing the uh, year of atheism and uh saying atheism is great and people that attack atheists are bad and yeah. all that kind of stuff, things that I genuinely agree with, I sent them a letter. Mm-hmm. This was the letter I sent to the Raelians. I'm sure I speak for all rational atheists when I say, please shut up about atheism. You may be atheists, but if you merely exchange belief in an unproven God for belief in unproven space aliens, then you have no clue why being an atheist makes sense. Believe whatever you like, but please stop embarrassing every other atheist on the planet. Okay? Thanks. P.S. That whole hoax where you folks claimed to have cloned somebody... That was extremely lame. (laughs) 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 Signed, Jeff D. Board Member, Atheist Community of Austin. Okay. Here's the response I got. From Middle East Press Release. Middle East? Middle East Press Release wrote... Okay. Hi, asshole. Who the hell you think you are to talk on the name of all national atheists, Mr. Nobody? Okay. Cut the guy some slack, because in the Middle East. English, probably not the first language. Right, right. Still, there's a tone here that I find somewhat surprising from a public relations department. Yeah. Well, uh, I respond. I'm mixing my responses now uh-huh. into the lines of text from the letter I got back from. I said, one, I am an atheist. Two, I am on the board of directors of the Atheist Community of Austin, one of the largest local atheist organizations in the the United States. And three, I didn't say national. I said rational. But who are (laughs) you Raelians to to proclaim a year of atheism? Only a tiny percentage of atheists agree with your space alien beliefs. That makes you the lunatic fringe nobodies as far as atheists are concerned. Back to the relations guy. You don't know, you don't even know what it is to be an atheist. Have a look at you, dictionary ignorant. That's that's true, you've never been a plural. (laughs) Me neither. Have a look at you, dictionary ignorant. Atheist, people who don't believe in God. Yeah, this is me now. You can tell when I change the voices. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I know what atheist means. I thought I made it clear that I was one. I'll take your word for it that Euralians are atheists too. You're just not rational atheists, which makes you an embarrassment for the rest of us. That is why I asked you to please shut up about atheism. We will continue sending our emails to all atheists organization, either you like it or not. More spe- specially if you don't like it. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> Perhaps they well, should have been... Yeah, lost TV. in the translation, yeah. Ha, ha, And there's ha. a... Now, but he uses a smiley here, which throws oh, me right, because... Right, A smiley is, on my understanding, the smiley is, ha, just kidding.
1: Yeah, supposed to diffuse. No, I don't think so. I, I think he put the smiley there as,
2: ha, I'm laughing, ha, 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 at you. Fine. And I will share your response with all of the atheist organizations I know, so they can see how the Raelian Public Relations Department... Responds to fellow atheists. (sighs) Unless you ask in polite way, your address will be removed. Well, please do remove me from (laughs) your mailing list. (laughs) You must be the same idiot type like your bloody president IPAJ equals ignorant patriotic American jerk. Uh, How long have you been doing this public relations job? Do you think they're, they'll let you keep it very much longer the way you insult people all the time? Really? Now, of course, I was insulting. Yeah. I'm not a frickin' public relations department. So, now, I sort of have a reason for, apart from amu- amusement sort of have a reason for bringing this up. There's something else that's been bothering me, a deeper issue, been bo- annoying the hell out of me, and it's recently become a much bigger, bigger, bigger deal to me. Tell us about it, Jeff. Apart from the aliens. Yeah. And here I'm making excuses already. <laughs> Apart from the aliens. You know what drives me crazy? What? what drives me crazy when atheist organizations can't get along. Um, I'm making a... Human nature. You know, if I was interested in tricking people into just agreeing with me, then I wouldn't have ever brought up the Raelian thing. Because there are clearly atheists out there that need to be smacked down hard. Right. Right. But there's all kinds of atheist organizations out there that are not the Raelians. Right? Yeah. They're not insane. They're not, you know, wildly irrational. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That are getting smacked down hard. And don't really deserve it, in my opinion. By who? By their fellow atheists. For ah. example, the Brights. Brights. Yeah? The Brights. The Brights. What do they do? Have a name that annoys some people. Friends of Richard Stockton and Daniel am I'm making like yeah. a set of scales here with my two hands, weighing these two issues, right? Have a name that annoys some people. Right. Believe humanity was in was created by space aliens. Doesn't that put things in perspective? Yeah. instead of Instead of people going out of their way to find reasons to attack brights. Yeah, and you may not right, be seeing this right, a lot, Dennis, right. but I read a lot of the, you know. Yeah, I'm not literature. seeing that, but you are, yeah. Like I remember when it came up in uh, in uh, uh, Skeptical Inquirer. Mm-hmm. Or it may have been free inquiry, probably free inquiry. Uh, They did an an episode on the Bright's, right, talking about the new organization. Mm -hmm. Letting the guys from the Bright's, you know, state their case, explain where they're coming from, what they're doing, what they're trying to accomplish, right. The very next issue was the issue where the editorial staff says pretty much, you know, we're trying to be, like, fair and equitable and give everybody a fair hearing here, but we didn't receive one letter in support of the Brights. We received a huge ton of email attacking the Brights mm-hmm. because of that name. Right. Right. I'm just tired of that. Tired of what? I'm tired of that knee-jerk reaction. Oh, um, you know, oh, he's not an atheist, he's an agnostic. He's not an atheist, he's a humanist. Right. Right? Or humanists so... going, are you, you know, objecting to athe- label? I'm what? objecting to the hostility. Ah. I'm objecting to the hostility. I'm tired of it. Don't we have more important things to do? Like, for example, smacking down the Raelians really hard. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, we're all in, the, uh, we are basically all in the same, uh, on the same side here. And yet, we're, uh, I just see over and over and over, and indications of atheists getting bent way too far out of shape by simple differences in emphasis, mm-hmm. right, and terminology. I'm tired of it. Well, so name me. It's <laughs> name me the group of people that are basically atheists that you don't like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the the problem is we're all we. The atheists are all hung up on terminology and stuff because we have when we make our arguments, they have to be precise and carefully laid out, and all this stuff. And we don't want to be perceived as smacking of emotional appeal, right? And yeah. probably people perceive the brights as an emotional appeal, a pride sort of thing. And yeah. it's
2: like, yeah. Um, yeah. Right. No, I, uh, but, but as far as I know, apart from, and I, I've read the literature on the Bright site, in fact, mm-hmm. I signed up, when they put up that website, I signed up. I said, you know, I don't think this is going to work, because I've seen all too often atheists turning on one another over the teeniest, tiniest of excuses, and I know a lot right. of people don't like this name. Yeah. But I signed up on their website in support, right? But I've read their literature, they never say we're great on a con of we got this name they say here are the rational arguments right yeah. we are proud of being the people that have those rational arguments here is our name that we can be proud of well the only the only problem I have with the
1: with the bright yeah appellation is yeah. that well anyone can claim it sure but that's true of anything I mean
2: uh, it, it the aliens aren't examples people they're claiming they're atheists. atheists. They are. Well, they, technically, they, they, they are. Right, right. So I mean, but any you, cook, yeah, kook jerk can claim he's a bright. Um. So as bright long as so though, the problem is bright means nothing in that case. Yeah, but don't don't you think that that any term has that? I mean, any no no. If you're a PhD, that means usually it means you you graduated from a college. Yeah, is there some, organi- some trustworthy independent organization out there officially declaring people atheists? There isn't, right? I mean, the, obviously there's risks. Like, if you go to, what is it, to Whitehouse.com?
0: <laughs> is
2: the, or, whitehouse.org is the fake one?
0: Well, uh, What's the fake one? Whitehouse.com, I think, is a porn, porn site. site. Porn yeah. site, yeah. Whitehouse.org is the joke that's run by Landover Baptist. Ah. Okay.
2: See, I mean,. There, there's people latching on to a term right. and using it to make fun. And, and, and that sort of thing, for example, could happen with brights. But it could happen with atheists. It could happen with agnostics. It could happen with humanists. I don't, I don't worry about that, right? I mean, obviously, there's no matter what term you have, there's going to be people that... Uh, misuse it or use it for the wrong purposes there's no, nothing you can do to stop that okay here's a weird observation the question is so, the people, yeah here's a weird and horrible observation
1: all right uh atheist yeah is usually in the in our god-soaked culture yeah a derogatory term yeah and so no one wants to be an atheist Oh, i do <laughs> in yeah. our in our in our yeah. soaked culture, no one wants to be called an atheist. Yes. But everyone wants to be bright.
2: And so right. there is a fundamental difference there. Yeah, but there is an official organization. Right. hmm Then there's now there is now an official organization, and the official organization has, you know, precedent. Right. They're can the they ones... kick people out? No, they can they, it can it they good. say you're I'm not sure. bright. I'm sure that they have their official membership roles and they can kick you off their official membership roles. Cool. Okay. That's as much or it's much power as any organization. All right, has. yeah. Yeah, they can do that. Okay. I mean, I, I, is that a is that, is that a that that works uh, then? Is, is that that, a, a, that addresses my problem? Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> I didn't know they had a list of Yeah, they got a website, they got an organization. Oh, okay. In fact, okay. um I'm using this sort of to encompass several of the news stories I brought in today, oh, one right. of which is Bright's call for pledge activism. All right. Um, Good for that. The Brights sent out an email. It came out just before the Supreme Court's ruling on the, on the pledge. Right. Saying, contact as many of your representatives and pertinent public officials at local, state, and national levels as you can to let them know that you plan to watch their response to the pledge decision. Tell them you have criteria in mind that you intend to apply apply to evaluate their reaction and that you will definitely use your evaluation in any future consideration of them for their positions. Uh, this email announcement that I got a copy of goes on for a couple of pages. Right. I'm sure you can find more about their pledge Activision... Activision... Uh, activism. Activision would be a computer, computer game company. <laughs> their pledge activism at their URL. Which, Russell, you got for me, Right.
0: Uh, The Brights site, uh, www.the-brights.net. Thank you. Cool. Now, that's entirely
2: rational, right? It doesn't say, contact your representatives and tell them, you're bright and they'd better listen to you. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, And, in fact, it's a darn good effort to try to organize, and I hope that they got some mileage out of that. I'm glad that that organization is out there doing stuff like this. That's cool. We should be applauding them right. for existing and doing this kind of stuff. And anybody out there that has a big issue with the Brights, you know, take a deep breath, accept that there are going to be different people that, that use slightly different terminology for things, and recognize them for the good that they do, and think whether there are really big enough issues there to justify the kind of hostility I keep encountering.
1: Right.
2: With the few atheists that there are. (laughs) Now, we got something going on right in our own hometown here of Austin, Texas.
0: Here in River Seas. That we've been sitting on for weeks.
2: Yeah. um, And we're going to spill the beans a bit prematurely because, well, Russell and I are both on the uh, ACA board of directors. And there's a big meeting of the ACA board tomorrow to discuss this issue. But we're both going to be out of town. And uh, we know that, that there are members of the ACA that listen to our show, and this is our way of sharing our opinions with our fellow ACA members. I hope this isn't too dull for those of you not involved with our group, but maybe you can find some interest here in terms of, you know, the inner workings of other organizations and what's going on and just how bad and dangerous it is for these knee-jerk, anti, you know, like, anti-not-exactly-the-same-kind-of-atheist-as-me attitudes. Right. Um, okay, where do we start?
0: <laughs> well, <clears throat> um, we could start by saying who CFI is.
2: Yeah, why uh, don't you do that, and also move closer to your mic, don't you think? Okay, uh, I'm not... It's not my it's not my uh, you know, practice to tell you how to uh, how to deal with the technical issues in the show, but you seem to be about a yard away.
0: <laughs> uh, CFI is uh, is a national organization. It's short for the Center for Inquiry. And by the way, I'm not prepared to do this, so uh, that's you know, all right. Jump jump in that's and help right. me fill in the blanks here. That's all right. Uh, they g- first came into contact with us. What would you say about half a year ago?
2: Yeah, or more. Um, it's been brewing for a while. <laughs>
0: uh, they. They are essentially a humanist, free-thinker organization, uh, which they don't refer to themselves as atheists, but we've been told by... They agree
2: that they are atheists.
0: They are atheists. They
2: don't use that word for strategic reasons.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. The founder is Paul Kurtz.
2: Yeah, and a little more background here. These are the guys who publish The Skeptical Inquirer.
0: Which is an excellent magazine that's been around for many, many years.
2: Free Inquiry magazine. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, another another very fine uh, thing. And they have centers for inquiry. The first one was in Buffalo, New York. And they have several others, others around the country. Now I know, I know there's one in Florida, one in California. Um, are there more than that? I, don't know. I know of at least those.
0: Not sure. Uh, do you know if their website is cfi.org? I That's do not be, know. I guess. I don't know. I do not know. Um, they have, uh, they have, uh, they're international actually, right? Don't they that's have correct. a division they, that's in, right. uh, the Middle East somewhere?
2: They, yes, they have several overseas, uh, right. branches. Yeah. Uh,
0: and their members include, uh, extremely esteemed people such as, uh, Richard Dawkins would be the first one off the top of my head.
2: Uh, Dawkins, uh, um, uh, uh, Carl Sagan.
0: Yeah, well, he's not them. a member now.
2: <laughs> wow. Nor is Steve Allen. Steve Allen was another, another uh, major comedian, right? Yes, comedian yes. Steve Allen, also dead, also <laughs> former member of of uh, of, of uh, the Center for Inquiry. Uh, Paul Kurtz is a philosopher, philosophy professor, at, right? Uh, 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 and um, so this is like a major organization, been around for a
0: long time very professional has done wonderful good things very professional we ha- we had our initial meeting with them several months ago yeah nobody knows yet
2: why we had this meeting right we should tell them that probably uh, before we
0: what they they plan to open a branch in Austin which yeah,
2: but more specifically we have
0: encouraged more specifically
2: since they still have not made an official announcement they wanted to open another branch they right. were cons- they were uh Considering a number of different locations, Austin was one of them, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, okay,
0: guys, tell us why we should come to Austin, mm-hmm. right? So we did. We took them down to a great big dinner bash at uh, <laughs> at the Salt Lick, mm-hmm. which is some killer Texas barbecue. And yeah. if you guys haven't uh-huh. had Texas barbecue, that's a reason to come down here and hang out with us. Right. Uh and we gave them our sh- our pitch, which was basically, we have a whole bunch of dedicated members. We have one of the most active social organizations in the country.
2: Right. We got uh, an
0: audio show. We, we got, got a, an audio show. We got show. a local access TV show. Which is used as a model by many, uh, well, uh, maybe that's going a little some, far. But by a some. lot of people have looked at our show and said, wow, really? why do they have such a great yes, show? I,
2: I, I experienced this personally myself when I was uh, out at the... Oh, a uh, press conference hosted by the American Atheists in Washington, D.C. The Day That Counts. The Day That Counts. That was um, protesting the Bush administration's whole faith-based initiative thing. I was there as a representative of the ACA and met several people uh, during that thing that uh, had heard about our TV show and wanted to know, you know, what all we did and how it was done. And so forth. So, I mean, not to toot our own horn too much, but we've done a lot of that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, we. it's a live call-in TV show with a lot of funny arguments. You guys heard it, actually, a few months ago That's when, right. I, when I played an episode of, with Jeff over the regular show. Oh, cool. Um, so, anyway, they came here, and their proposal was not only to uh, create a CFI branch here, but to actually turn the atheist community of Austin into a CFI branch. Right. And, you know, the the reasoning, I think, is clear and simple,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Why would we want to have, why would we want to split Austin between multiple competing organizations, right? Got the ACA, which is a bunch of of local atheists that do all kinds of cool stuff, um, a primarily social organization, and CFI that does more, you know, conferences and press releases and, you know, that kind of um, professional, upfront atheist activism. Mm-hmm. And it seems like a natural thing. Why not have one organization, right? Right. Plus, part of the issue is, uh, opening up one of these centers costs money. Yes. Right? And we had we have some money. Our organization have, has been stockpiling... I don't think we should give the number, okay. but... Our organization has been no. stockpiling... Anybody who's in the ACA can find out how much. Right. We've been stockpiling money. We have um, one uh, member in particular who has been very generous with his contributions to the organization, and we've been building up this cash with the plan of eventually having a building of our own. Right.
0: Plans that haven't really gotten off the ground for a long time. Plans that have not
2: gotten off the ground. We seem to have, and, uh, you, you know, you're, I'm airing the ACA's dirty laundry here. In my <laughs> opinion, our organization has stalled out. We reached a certain number of members. We continue to have our social meetings, but.
0: We continue to have board meetings discussing.
2: Yeah, stuff but not every, a every lot night. of stuff mm. gets done. And, um,. <laughs> You know, here's the opportunity to take all of us, slide us over into a uh, under the uh, heading of a bigger, larger international organization that does get a lot of stuff done. Under whose umbrella we could continue to do all the social things we're good at.
0: And they absolutely get a huge amount of stuff done. If you if you can track down their website, uh, they have. All kinds of stuff. Yeah, there
2: was a very small number of people on our side of things who get on CNN, ever, right? Mm-hmm. And among them, there's like um uh, Barry Lynn from Americans United, right? And then there's guys from CFI. Pretty much entirely, that's it. It's the only mm-hmm. one I've ever, ever seen. And my apologies to anybody out there that has had occasional appearances <laughs> or
0: one-time appearances. Mm, on, here, um, the address is centerforinquiry.net. Okay. Uh, you know, the, no, no the initial... I'm just
2: saying, you know, occasionally watching CNN, that's what I see. I see that those guys are the people that have gotten themselves enough exposure to be, you know, voices for
0: our point of view
2: mm-hmm. in the media.
0: The initial contact we had with them when uh, when we received our uh, I mean when they gave their presentation was really interesting. Uh, it was all about that crackpot who writes the uh, um, uh, the Left Behind series. Do you remember his Tim name? LaHaye. Tim yeah. LaHaye. Oh boy, God, that's a scary guy. And you may not know that he does a lot more than just write books. Uh, he is planning Torture small animals. <laughs> oh, we don't, I don't know that. Be <laughs> surprised. <laughs> Uh, but he Ruler. is basically uh, trying to engineer a revolution, I think. Uh, Whoa. He, he's a very large uh, amount of the backing behind the religious right movement, the political movement in the country, yeah. I would say. Well, he's Jennifer got the statement.
1: money, yeah. His yeah. books are so popular.
0: So, um, how did that come up? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so, so we saw a film on, on what this guy does. Right. And... Uh, and we got a very entertaining presentation about just how crazy it all is and the specific steps they're taking to combat this sort of thing as one of the many things that CFI does, Yeah, which we think is great. And I'll I'll mention, when I first started
2: uh, um, going to ACA meetings, there were about a dozen people, old, unhappy people for the most part, furtively meeting in the corner of this little bagel shop Literally terrified that if the Christians found out what they were doing, they would burst in through the doors with machine guns and mow them all down. <laughs> right? Well, I was okay. there when the when some younger people started showing up with ideas like, "Hey, we could do a public access TV show," and the reaction was like, "Oh no, 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 no! We don't want to be so high profile."
0: <laughs> um, and it's for a while wild. there.
2: I stopped going to the ACA meetings. I said, man, nothing is happening here. Plus, the, this doesn't seem to be accomplishing anything. We're not. This organization is not going out and making any impact that's going to make the world a better place. Meanwhile, the University Skeptical Society started up at uh, yeah, the at, at at University of Texas at Austin. And Dennis and I... For about a year and a half, I yeah. guess. For about a year and a half. Even though we're not students and could not be members of university organizations, we'd every week go up. down there and participate in their uh, meetings.
0: This must be way before I even arrived in Austin. Yeah, it
2: was. Yeah, it was. Okay. Um, so uh, and, and that was cool. And that was, but the University Skeptical Society is not about atheism. It's about no. science and reason and rationalism, right? <laughs> Uh, and critical thinking. Right. The things that are the right reasons to be an atheist. The <laughs> yep. stuff that the Raelians don't seem to understand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's, again, the stuff that the Center for Inquiry focuses on. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, well, people should pray because here's evidence that prayer actually works? Well, let's investigate that. Is that really true? That's what those guys do. Ah, uh, Right. And no it isn't.
1: Yeah, the important
2: I think important thing wow. what what to me is attractive you learn something about thing every day. Yeah. What me uh, what to me is uh, attractive about being an atheist is it's nice to be right. Yeah. And there's two ways to get the sensation that you're right. One is by actually doing the research and finding out the facts and being right. And the other way is to, you know, believe in an invisible friend who automatically makes you right. Right. <laughs> um so, I mean, to, to me, what the CFI is for and stands for is what it's really all about. Those are the issues, right. right? How to think properly. How to evaluate evidence. Um, you know, how to tell the difference between fact and fantasy. Because you get that taken care of, you're an atheist by default. That is where the evidence
0: leads. That's right. Right. So, um, Okay, so but, here's the sort of the point we want to make is that this is not some kind of fly-by-night organization that just walked in one day and said, "Hey, guys, give us all your money and we'll make stuff happen for you." Yes, yeah, money. Let's talk about group. that. Let's talk Does about that, that make money some more. Stuff
2: happen? Let's talk about that money some more. So another reason, or another uh, uh, reason we gave them, right, or that came up. Um, so. Uh, I don't know if we can analyze that any further. Um, you know, <laughs> a, another motivation for CFI to come to Austin, to our town, right, to bring the professionalism and knowledge and authority that they have accumulated for dec- from decades of doing mm-hmm. what they do and doing it well, right, and, from, and focusing on the real important issues. To attract them to Austin, another thing we can do is when we, we, mel- we fold our two organizations together, and mm-hmm. we've got this budget that we're sitting on. That's yeah. Whoever's calling that cell phone, please hang up. <laughs> uh, another thing we could do is we can say, well, look, you know, we have this amount of money. We donate that to your effort mm-hmm. to build a center in Austin, right? right. Now all this, you'd think, was fine and straightforward and uh, and and reasonable. However. There's just been an email distributed by one of our wow. fellow atheist community lost Austin members, uh, which is like this long five six page eight. rant eight page rant about how uh, how evil it is this whole concept that we're we're selling out our members that we're allying with non atheists that. Uh, you know, I just had Russell print the whole thing, and I don't, I don't know. We're certainly not going to read it, but...
0: No. Um, and but again, we will probably post it on the website.
2: Uh,
0: or not. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Um, and th- th- this, the person who wrote this, do we? I don't know if we want to cross that line. Do we say who wrote it? Does it matter?
0: We don't need to.
2: Okay, we don't need to say. Those people that um, are in the ACA can easily find out who wrote this thing.
0: I would like to say, though, that the person who wrote this letter yeah. was extremely opposed to our starting up an Internet audio show. Opposed to ago. starting the Internet audio show, and when he served a
2: one-year stint on the board of directors, uh-huh. was, along with another guy who is thankfully gone, resp- uh, responsible for, one, for, for the most divisive and unpleasant year on the ACA board ever. Hmm. Ever. Ever. Uh, but this this rant attacks CFI for not calling themselves atheists, which is sort of like the main issue where I'm you know I'm spinning into this from my pre previous discussions. Doesn't matter what term they use; they agree with us that the important that it is important to look at the actual facts and believe whatever those facts indicate. And they've reached the same conclusions as us after having looked at the facts yes. and deciding what those what those facts indicate, right? I mean that it but that is one of the central issues here. Another issue is this whole idea that somehow, because we have an organization, the ACA, that therefore it's 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 hurtful or damaging or a tragedy if that ceases to exist. This is all irrelevant, uh, yeah. folks. This is all irrelevant. What matters is we're living in a country that is being taken over by the, you know, by the... Tim LaHaye. By Tim LaHaye, right? By people like that. That is the issue. Not whether we call
0: ourselves atheists or brights or rationalists or humanists or skeptics. The important thing is that we stop these crazy morons who want to take us over. That is the important thing. And, you know, it, it misses
2: the entire point that CFI is an organization that is best positioned to be at the front of that battle. And we got that battle going on right here in Austin, Texas. We would like to have, it seems to me, those of us who understand what the hell is going on, would like to have the CFI have a presence in Austin, Texas, right? We want them here. Not only that. I want to be part of what they do. I've been part of what they do in the sense of leaving the ACA before to go focus on skepti- skeptical scientific rationalist issues. Right. That's what's important. Yeah, the whole atheist thing, yeah, that's great. I call myself an atheist proudly. I think that term is good for indicating what I am. If bright catches on, I'll call myself that. If people ask me about my philosophical views, it's generally clearer to say humanist. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, all of those words are perfectly good. They're slightly different emphases and focuses, ab- but they all talk about the same thing. We're all on the same side, and it just dro- drove me crazy this morning to encounter this damn thing. Which I'd like to read. I'm not a- blaming Russell, but because he <laughs> he forwarded it to me.
0: <laughs> I'd like to read what I think is the heart of this message. Great. It boils down to this, says this guy. The this people- guy. <laughs> Yeah, we've revealed it's a guy now. You know, it could have been a woman. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't a woman. The people who are against merging ACA are the people who want to keep our constitution and bylaws and retain the ACA as an open democratic organization. These people are the ACA loyalists. Oh, the people in God. favor of relinquishing our rights via merger are the people who want to give up our constitutional rights and democracy in favor of expediency and rule by the CFI. These people are unwittingly enemies of the ACA.
2: <laughs> now let's let's explain what some of the things he's referring to in there. Right? Um, he's trying to make a case that our uh, that the uh, that the ACA's constitution prohibits this. Um, I've talked to other people who have read our Constitution who say it
0: does not prohibit it. That's probably arguable, but... He wouldn't have known that because he didn't get involved in any of these meetings in which we hashed this out for hours and hours about what the Constitution does and doesn't allow, whether we're being taken advantage of.
2: (sighs) Right. Plus, to me, you know, I don't freaking care. I am... am I am very happy about the years that I have spent in the ACA meeting incredibly cool people like Russell here. Thank right? you. Thank you. Um,
0: <laughs> and many of our other co hosts. Many are of our, cool.
2: yes. Many, many. Uh, too many to list. All of you who are my friends, you know who I'm talking about. You know, that that's all worth it. I'm glad that there has been an ACA. I think that it's a wonderful achievement. We've built one of the biggest and most, su- most successful local atheist organizations. I was proud to throw that in the face uh, faces of the frickin' Raelians when they tried to uh, tell me that they were in charge of deciding whether this mm-hmm. is a year of atheism or not, right? That's all fine. That's secondary to the issue. Our country is being taken over by irrational wackos. That is the issue. We need to do whatever it takes to put up the most effective resistance, and to, to to put
0: on the most effective counter-assault to take our country back from these lunatics. Plus, I don't think any of the stuff that you just mentioned as great things about the ACA are going to change. Right. Uh, None of that will change. The TV also meant- show is going to be around. This show is going to be around. The social meetings will be around. Yeah. Yeah. I also met incredibly cool people in the University Skeptical Society, you know, when I
2: was focusing more on that. That is not the issue. So, so anyway, um, Russell and I, before the show, have already decided, uh, we talked it over, and and decided that um, if CFI comes to Austin, but the ACA, because of efforts like this guy's, with his his eight-page rant about why we shouldn't do it because it's, you know, somehow going to hurt the people who are in the organization, you know. Um, well, because just, because they don't get to vote the way they used to. If, if you, because they don't because they don't get to vote to directly influence yeah. the people who control the purse strings, or because the money that we've accumulated is going to now go to this particular effort to stop the. Uh, takeover of our nation instead of the one we were kind of thinking of, you yeah. know all those things. I'm, those are all incredibly terrible according to him. Yeah, I'm also Th- sensing a bit
1: of the idea where if you find a if you get a better idea, yeah. then you and go with it, then you're automatically betraying the old lesser idea.
2: Well, yeah. It's somehow a betrayal. Well, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I was going somewhere with this. You go with the better. The point is, Russell and I have decided we want to take this show under the auspices of CFI. Right. It's been discussed
0: what would happen If CFI is here, then we will be a CFI show with or without the atheist community of Boston. Yeah,
2: yeah. Cool. I mean, I've already announced to other people on the board who were discussing this that, you know, my main reason for wanting CFI to come to town is I think they're freaking cool, and I think they're effective. And I have a limited amount of free time. If they come to Austin, I am going to be working with them. Right. And that is going to mean that I'm not working with the ACA because I got Mm -hmm. limited free time. And I would Mm -hmm. hate for me, for, you know, my friendships with other ACA members to dwindle over time and eventually be lost, like my old friendships with cool people in the University Skeptical Society. I don't, I don't know where any of those people are anymore. Yeah. Right. Uh, great folks. I wish they were still, you know, I wish I was still in touch with them. Um, you know, so to me, the reason for merging the two together is we're all in the same we're all on the same side. I'd like us all to stay together, but I got to go where it looks like the most effective um, results are coming. So it's, it was already discussed whether uh, what would happen to this audio show or the ACA's TV show if we were to uh, if we were to uh, join CFI, and uh, uh, the, the plan was always. You know, the, the response from CFI was always, well, you know, you guys are doing good work, sure. I mean, keep doing that. So I don't see any reason why um, they'd have an objection to just getting the TV show. This is a yeah. symbolic declaration of we think this is a good idea. And, uh, and we're saying this, like I said, because Russell and I are both going to miss out on the big uh, group-wide discussion tomorrow which is we could announce that, right? That's uh twelve fifteen at the Austin History Center. Yep. Where we generally have our monthly lecture series. This time there's no lecturer, it's a big discussion of the CFI deal.
0: And anyone with an MP three player who wants to bring this show with them is welcome to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. And and any of you out there listening who are in the ACA who have who have read this rant, ask yourself, you know, is are we here in order to have a particular kind of voting structure? Or are we here because we are building a resistance against the uh, forces of intolerance and irrationality? Which of those things are we... Why did we get together in the first place? Are we here so that we can have purse strings on a big chunk of money? It was cool getting the money, but the point of having the money is to do something with it. ACA isn't doing anything with it and it doesn't look like they're gonna do anything with it into the foreseeable future. That money could go toward building a CFI center or refurbishing a CFI center or a thing. I'm getting yeah. into details here. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm anyway, exactly happens. what form the building would take, but you know, I mean that there is an there is an effort that could move uh, I think to establish a center right here in Austin that would benefit every single one of us, be a much more effective voice in favor of the causes we all got involved in this for in the first place. And to uh, and to finger point and call people traitors, divide the ACA into us's and them's, the us's who care more about the name, and you know, and and independent existence of the ACA than they care about the actual cause that the ACA is for. You no, know, I just think that's appalling. The US is
0: I got news. The Uses who care about the ACA are the ones who have stayed on and stayed active and done things with them year after year and been in on these discussions about what our future is gonna be like. Yeah. Well in
2: defense of this guy. Uh he was on the board that one time. Yeah, and um,
0: and people voted against him that after a,
2: that. That was that was a travesty, and uh, you know, I and I personally spearheaded an effort to uh, see that we had enough other candidates that we could vote for people who would actually be helpful on the board instead of divisive uh, the next time around. And luckily, that worked, and he hasn't tried to get back on. Um, yeah, that's what it's all about. But but in his defense, he's been with the organization a long time. You're that right. is true.
0: Actually, probably true. from the beginning.
2: Uh, yeah, at least as long as me.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, and longer if you consider I took a year and a half off to do something I, I thought was more effective. Um, that's fine, you know. But I I think it all misses the point. I think I think that it's it's worrying about you know which Indian tribe you're going to be involved. You're going to be a member of. Instead of how are you going to stop the cavalry from wiping you all out?
1: Right.
2: So, in the interests huh. of uh, this idea that we're going to that we're going to be, be becoming a CFI related show, <coughs> CFI events calendar. <laughs> oh no! Tomorrow, in uh, uh, at the CFI West Center no, in Hollywood, California. This is going to
0: become a regular. This is
2: going to become a regular thing. I get the mailings from. Uh, CFI from their campus uh, effort uh, that have these uh, news uh, things in them. Tomorrow in West Hollywood, California at the, I'm sorry, in Cal- Hollywood, California at the CFI West uh, Center for Inquiry. DJ Grothy will be doing this talk at 11 a.m. highlighting current controversies such as the intelligent design movement, school prayer, religious movements that seek to replace the class- classical liberal arts curriculum, and controversies surrounding student act- active uh, activities fees, Secularist activist D.J. Grothy will lecture about practical strategies for engaging in the current debate over the role of religion in public education. Uh, On the same day at the Costa Mesa Community Center in Costa Mesa, California, D.J. Grothy will be doing the same lecture at 4.30 p.m.
0: This is the Tim LaHaye lecture or what? No, proper yeah.
2: religion of, a proper role of religion in American life. Like I just described. I know you were typing. On, uh, July 11th through July 25th, Summer Session 2004 at CFI International at Amherst, New York. Applications are currently being accepted for CFI's summer offerings, available to audit for uh, audit or for State University of New York undergraduate credit through Empire State College. And uh, you can go to the the website that we gave earlier for more information on that. July 23rd to 25th, CFI on-campus summer conference at the CFI International Center in Amherst, New York. Want to get away this summer, want to immerse yourself in a culture of learning, network with free-thinking students like yourself, find out new and innovative ways to promote your CFI on-campus group, and have a lot of fun at the same time, then sign up for CFI's Summer Conference 2004. Uh, also, I, uh, for more information on all of these, go to the uh, to their website, which again is
0: uh, www.centerforinquiry.net. Thank you, Russell. Uh, and in response to a question yeah. uh, from the chat room, yeah. if this goes through, no, we will not be changing our name. It will be the Atheist Community of Austin, oh, a yeah. branch of CFI. Yeah, yeah the plan is right.
2: Yeah, the plan is that the ACA becomes a program of CFI, right? That's a the, program
0: of CFI. Right.
2: A program of CFI. So we continue to meet. We're like the we're like the social program of CFI Austin, right? Is what we would be. Right, um, using the facilities in their center that they're going to establish down here, and uh, having access to all their other cool stuff. There's been talk of having some kind of media center in that building. We might be able to do this show. From you, per-
0: you you'd never hear Ben screaming in the background again. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> or all right, ringing now. Can, on to the. Can subject- I do a super quick rundown of the news since we're since. Uh, you we know, have a half an hour. We have a half an hour, but I'd like to say that this was a huge week for news. Uh, oh, yeah, it was. Reagan died. Rush Limbaugh announced his yeah, Reagan died and we had a party. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh <laughs> September 11th report, uh, commission. the September 11th commission made a huge report. Um, er, Michael Newdown lost his case. Yeah. Um, lots of stuff. <laughs> so that's now a, let's do some of uh, them Bush rejected talking. calls for, to
2: relax uh, uh, restrictions on stem cell research uh, wow
0: that bastard
2: he signed an executive order on August 2001 that limited federal help to financing stem cell research on 78 embryonic stem cell lines that in existence because day old embryos are destroyed when stem cells are extracted the process is opposed by some conservatives who link it to abortion Shortly before Reagan's death, presumptive Democratic presidential nominee John Kerry and 57 other senators asked Bush, Bush to relax the restrictions. Nancy Reagan has long argued that using stem cells from embryos could lead to cures for a number of diseases like the Alzheimer's that have afflicted her husband. Now, I want to jump in right here and say a long standing science fiction staple has been the idea of creepy old men managing to, like, hang around... Long term, right. by becoming some kind of, you know, science vampire, right? <laughs> right. By like taking the life, sucking the life from living beings in order that they might go on. And this, and this example of like Reagan continuing to be coherent—that's right. one of them. That is that. That's an example of that. But here we have on the this other hand, old fart saying no. <laughs> And, and for every one guy who'd be a hideous monster surviving mm-hmm. on, you know, uh, uh, cells taken from embryos. I guess. <laughs> as if that was the same as, right, for every one of him, there's like, you know, several thousand others who are perfectly decent human beings who don't deserve such a fate. Right. So, um, so that's nonsense. Plus, there's a the whole question of is an embryo life? Right? I mean, there's no absolute way to answer that question. We're going to have to draw some line and say, you know, for practical purposes this is where it's going to be, and wherever we draw it, the fundamentalists are not going to be happy until you got life the instant that there's an... The man has the woman's bra unhooked. (laughs) (laughs) If I contract something...
1: That's right. You take off a woman's bra, you're obligated to have a child. If I contract something that's going to kill me, and this stuff could have saved me... Yeah, then Bush is trying to kill me.
2: Uh yeah, basically. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Everybody, everybody who could have their lives improved or extended by this technology is being directly attacked by the Bush administration. So, right. Bush is a terrorist. No. He's trying to kill us. No. He's not trying uh, no. to scare He's not a you. terrorist He's because to kill if he you. was a terrorist he'd say, "I'm only going to let you have the stem cells if you do X." The whole point of terror is to get people to do something. They're not trying to get you to do something, except die, but you're going to do that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Not if I have anything to say about it. (laughs) Uh, White House spokesman Scott McClellan said Bush continues to believe that his policy is the right one. Well, Uh, when has Bush ever, ever, now I know he's, he's waffled on a number of issues, but on these core Christian fundamentalist things, when has he ever, ever, ever changed his mind about anything? He doesn't. he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't question it he knows he needs that he knows he needs that fundamentalist vote. All right. So anyway, uh yeah, he um he kill he's killing everybody that needs that that needs that medicine including uh Reagan who supposedly yeah. is the reason why a right wing asswipe like him is able to be in the White House at all in the first place.
0: Okay. Somebody else? Uh Newdell. Which one? Uh, I'll There's go a couple stories on the court him. dismisses pledge case, because yeah. that's the important one. Yeah. Um, uh, this Case in point, folks. Okay. This was a punt. Everybody has pretty much said. That was what Nudo himself said in an interview at CNN. Uh, the Supreme Court on Monday ruled that a California father could not challenge the Pledge of Allegiance, a decision that sidestepped the broader question of the separation of church and state. The 8-0 ruling by the high court reversed a lower court decision that teacher-led recitation of the Pledge of Allegiance in public schools is unconstitutional. The case had been brought by an atheist who did not want his third-grade daughter to to have to listen to the phrase under God in the oath. In a written statement, I don't know why they needed to throw that in this early, Attorney General John Ashcroft <laughs> praised the ruling, saying it ensures the school children in every corner of America can start their day by voluntarily reciting the Pledge of Allegiance. Five justices, led by Justice John Paul but, Stevens... But,
2: but, <laughs> It
0: doesn't. But Newdow, Newdow was never... For now it does. A- ...attacking the, uh, the idea of children saying
2: the pledge... Yeah. Per se, he right. was attacking under God in the Pledge. We had a perfectly good pledge for a long time without those words. Don't expect Ashcroft to understand. <clears throat> no, and this I, is part I, of you know, I why I you're not... I do to care so whether they understand it or not. I care what words come out of their freaking mouths.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, right? it.
2: The fact is, the fact is, this was not an attack on the Pledge.
0: Five justices, led by Justice John Paul Stevens, said Michael Newdow, the father, did not have the legal standing to bring the case. Newdow, who was involved in a custody dispute with the mother of their third grade daughter, could not speak for the girl the court ruled. Right. When hard questions of domestic relations are sure to affect the outcome, a prudent course is for the federal court to stay its hand rather than reach out to resolve a weighty question of federal constitutional law, wrote Stevens.
1: Well, you know, it's, if the thing could be could be contested on that technicality later, then then I suppose they the, the Supreme Court might have done the right thing.
0: Yeah, uh, they did not. I I have to point out they did not settle the question once and for all no. of whether having ha- forcing kids to say under God every day is constitutional. It's but not, it's not a triumph for the white I've right, read a white, lot of right, but the idiots. other three justices. Rehnquist, O'Connor, and Clarence Thomas argued that the court should have addressed the constitutional issue, and they said that, um, the justices said that the pledge does not violate the First Amendment.
2: Um, yeah, I've read, uh, analyses of the
0: commentary from this
2: decision. Um, and a lot of people are saying, and I haven't read it myself, so I can only report what I've read. A lot of people are saying that the, that uh, beyond this question of standing, that all of the justices expressed the opinion that this was, this would have been found constitutional. <clears throat> That's what I've read. Oh, I need to read... The, I need fuck. to... I, that's just commentary. Now, that c- could be spin, right?
0: Yeah, commentary from where? where I don't where know. that daily, maybe? Uh,
2: <laughs> various places. I didn't pay that much attention to the source at the time. I was quickly putting my news stories together. So anyway, I mean, that the, the thing is, it needs to get challenged again. Yeah, Even right. if that... No matter what they wrote in there, what's really going to matter is what the final ruling is. And it needs to be challenged again, and they need to be not given this easy out...
0: Which is so why they can actually you actually do their frickin' jobs. You need to pay attention when the Brights ask you if you are a parent to get involved with this issue yourself. Yes. yes. Go Brights. Go Brights.
2: They were doing a good thing. Dennis? Hmm? What you got? Oh, well, let's see. Uh,
1: got some strange stuff uh, from the, uh, the White House is apparently pissed off that uh, Time magazine revealed. Uh, Uh, Cheney's secret bunker. Uh, Top White House officials expressed anger that Time Magazine detailed the location of Vice President Dick Cheney's secret bunker. The Drudge Report has learned. (laughs) Um, (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. There's reliable news. Okay.
1: In new editions, Time revealed Site R, an underground bunker on the Maryland-Pennsylvania border, where the Vice President spent, spent much of his time in 2001. Uh Time Road, deep under Raven Rock Mountain site, R, is a secret world of five buildings, each three stories tall, computer-filled caverns, and a subterranean water reservoir. It's just seven miles from Camp David. Raven Rock Mountain is easily found using basic geographical maps. One White House official fumed Monday night, Time magazine would have revealed the secret location of Anne Frank if they knew it. Now, the only reason this is particularly amusing is that in a, another article from, like, uh, 2002. Uh, That's titled, two years ago. Uh, two years ago. Shaken and quaking under Cheney's Crib. <clears throat> Cheney's home sending bad vibration construction blasts have D.C. folks shuddering and speculating. <laughs> One man thought the noise was a sonic boom. Another guessed it was ro- hearing rolling thunder. When a woman feared it was a bomb or an earthquake, she called the police, but they had no answers either. No one in Massachusetts Avenue Heights neighborhood of northwest Washington knows what's going on at the house of their neighbor, the vice president of the United States. But one thing is certain, they're tired of the daily daily blasting at the Naval Observatory that has shaken houses, rattled windows, and knocked mirrors off walls. So, <laughs>
2: basically... Now, then the article goes, off to, goes on to say... They're making an underground bunker for the vice president. Right. So, so like two years it was a before big this uh-huh. big, this big expose by Time Magazine. Right. It was already, is already much, public record. Pretty much. Pretty much. No. Amazing. Here's something that may not be public record. Yeah. <laughs> I have uh, this week's Weekly World News mm-hmm. <laughs> with a cover story:
0: shocking CIA leak
2: reveals Dick Cheney is a robot. That would explain Man, I knew a lot.
0: There was something <laughs> odd about that guy.
2: Vice President Dick Cheney is a robot, and we've got the photograph that proves it. And there's and there's the there photograph. There it is. There's the photograph it's right amazing. there. It doesn't look he's photoshopped at all. He's, he's <laughs> holding his shirt open and uh, there's a flap of skin rolled up and there's a circuit board. Uh, right under the right yeah. under the skin. You know, I bet a technical enough guy could
1: actually identify what circuit board that is.
2: Uh, the stark black-and-white picture clearly shows Chaney with a flap of skin folded away from his chest, revealing a hidden matrix of wires, transistors, circuit boards, and solder solder solder,
0: solder spots well, that enable him to he, uh, move, speak, and think almost as if he were human. <laughs> good thing he's secure enough in his robot mess to let somebody take a picture of that. Yeah. <laughs> but the so-called Cheney bot isn't perfect. Boy, I could have no. told you that. <laughs>
2: Sources say the machine's engineers were unable to give it emotions and compassion, <laughs> which makes it as coldly logical as the android data on Star Trek The Next Generation.
0: No. Uh, you know, but I'm
2: not sure data would have been behind the whole let's invade without a shred of evidence that no, there's any reason not. to invade Iraq. Yeah. Cheney has also been compared to women in the new Stepford Wives movie, trapped in the past like an obedient 1950s housewife. Unable to learn from his experiences and grow. They don't call him a neoconservative for nothing. He really does act like he just stepped out of <laughs> the 1950s. You can easily visualize him with, I like Ike, and drop the big one buttons dangling off his sharkskin jacket, said the CIA source, who leaked the photograph in a fit of pique over the robot's harsh, behind-the-scenes criticisms of the intelligence agency's weaknesses and failings. Cool. The damn thing is smart, I'll give it that. But who wouldn't be if his brain were a state-of-the-art computer with round-the-clock wireless access to the (coughs) Internet? (laughs) But being smart isn't the be-all and end-all, as we found out in Iraq. Cheney pushed hard for the war because all he could see was American military might crushing Saddam like a bug, and then he thought everybody would live happily ever after. What he couldn't understand then, and what he doesn't understand now is people have human needs. He knows nothing about. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so
0: there you go. Um, there's another way. There's is. another way I can think of in which Cheney is like a robot, yeah. which is that he's shown a marked inability to uh, learn and adapt to new information. Yeah, such as that. the fact uh-huh. that there is no. Like the li- Stepford wives, they mentioned that. Yeah. Well, and well, he's given in particular here. the uh, fact that. As recently as Monday, Dick Cheney said that uh, Iraqi d- dictator Saddam Hussein had long established ties with Al Qaeda, which even President Bush said months ago uh, that we've had no evidence that they were involved in, that they were involved in at all. Uh, but the bigger news is that <laughs> the actual <laughs> news, <laughs> yes, no that that is actual news that th- Dick Cheney is still saying yeah. that. Uh, well, didn't the Bush that family establish a, a relationship? Didn't the Bush family have oh, connections sorry. with uh,
1: Osama bin Laden?
0: Uh, uh, yes. Well, well yeah. then, with his family. Uh,
2: <laughs> obviously, we, we can draw conclusions. We'll all get the facts when uh, Michael when uh, Moore's Michael Moore's new film this
0: month, Fahrenheit nine one one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so but continue with the new real news. The real news is that the uh, September 11th panel. Uh, you know, this big uh, commission that's been interviewing people uh-huh. uh, for a while yeah. has come out with a great big report, which was basically a timeline of what happened on September 11th and how it happened. Uh-huh. Uh, and in that report, bluntly contradicting the Bush administration, the commission investigating cool. the September 11th attacks reported Wednesday that there was no credible evidence that Saddam Hussein had ties with al-Qaeda. In a chilling report that sketched the history of Osama bin Laden's network, the commission said his far-flung training camps were apparently quite good. Terrorists-to-be were encouraged to think creatively about ways to commit mass murder, it added. As devastating as the September 11th attacks were, the commission disclosed that an earlier, more ambitious plan called for hijacking ten planes instead of four. The target list for such a strike ranged from coast to coast, including the CIA and FBI headquarters, as well as unidentified nuclear plants and tall buildings in California and Washington state. Jeez. Bin Laden made overtures to Saddam for assistance, the commission said, as he did with leaders in Sudan, Iran, Afghanistan, and elsewhere in his drive to build an Islamic army. While Saddam dispatched a senior Iraqi intelligence official to Sudan to meet with bin Laden in 1994, the commission said it had not turned up evidence of a collaborative relationship. So basically what happened is al-Qaeda spammed a whole bunch of different people. Right. Uh, They went after a whole lot of people uh, and asked for support. Right. Uh, And this commission has now said that there is no indication that Saddam ever responded to that. Uh, to that request
1: mm-hmm.
0: so uh, and yet if you listen to uh, what the conservatives have been saying all week you know Limbaugh, Hannity, the usual suspects, uh, what they've been saying is they said that, that uh, um, Osama got in touch with Saddam Hussein see, see there's a relationship there <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. that's like saying that I have a relationship with Pizza Hut Even if I never order a pizza from them, because I get junk in the mail that gives me Pizza Hut coupons. Right.
1: Right. You're accepting those coupons, dude. You're in there with the Pizza
0: Hut guys. And we have much better evidence (laughs) of a strong relationship between the Bush White House and Saddam Hussein. Yes. (laughs) Than anything between Saddam Hussein and Osama bin Laden. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but damn those humanists. Yeah. Damn those humanists for not calling themselves atheists.
0: Right. Because
2: that's the important thing. If you would like. The important to... thing is we all use exactly the same terms to describe our lack of belief in any gods.
0: Yeah. If you would like to read this report yourself, you can go to www.911commission.gov and cool. check out the recent edition, which is Staff Statement Number 15. It's really interesting. Uh, Dennis, have you got any more? Not
2: really. Uh, um, uh, well, I know you've got... I got spam. You got
1: spam? Yeah, from people wanting me to pray, pray for, for China. Biden?
2: You did! So yeah. you've got a So I've got a connection with, with people praying but,
1: for China. But
2: hold off on that, because I know that Russell has... Just, just a second. We'll yeah. do that right after. What's that? I know you just mentioned Rush Limbaugh.
0: Rush Limbaugh's oh, yeah. been in the news,
2: hasn't he? Yeah. Rush Limbaugh has been in the news. Mr. Family Values. That's Correct. right. Where did I put it? Uh, sorry. I
0: you're think... you're rifling papers. Yes. Just like <laughs> Rush Limbaugh. Hold on. Uh, I didn't put a big enough headline on in this the stereo. Page. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well,
0: what the He hell? disappeared? <laughs>
2: Ladies and gentlemen, we cannot find Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> Hell of a thing to lose. Can we read something else? I guess. Go ahead, Dennis, while he while he tries to find oh. his his story that well, would have been weird. perfect no, right I now. No, I found
1: it. Oh, <laughs> he found
2: it. I'm cut off again. <laughs> Gosh, You know, we may, be, could, we may be fooling ourselves in thinking that CFI is going to have the slightest interest
0: in this horrible <laughs> show. <laughs> Rush Limbaugh ending his third marriage. Huh, wow. But, but, (laughs) how can that be? Conservative radio host Rush Limbaugh said on Friday that he and his third wife, Marta, have mutually decided to end their marriage of ten years. A statement issued through Los Angeles-based public relations firm Citric & Company said that the Limbaugh's have separated pending an amicable amicable resolution. It was not uh-huh. clear whether either party had formally filed for divorce. He's destroying the sanctity of marriage! Yeah. I know what it was. <laughs> it was gay marriage. You think so? Gay marriage destroyed his marriage.
2: <laughs> gay marriage destroyed Limbaugh's
0: marriage! <laughs> <laughs> I know what you can talk about next.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: okay, Limbaugh and his third wife, a former aerobics instructor that he met on the internet, were married in <gasps> May. Oh, oh wait a minute, wait former wait a minute.
2: aerobics
0: instructor he met on the internet. I, I, it's a lot to see. The TV aerobics were doing him so much good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it didn't say she instructed him. She just huh. married him. And, and they I got to say, take instructions from a woman anyway. A no. lot of people have made fun of the fact that he met his wife on the internet, and yeah. the fact is, I met Ginny on the internet, so I'm not going to go there. <laughs> but how's uh,
2: the how's the marriage going?
0: Great. Okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> right.
2: Nor are you setting yourself up as like you know the, the champion prognosticator champion of. The of no. uh, Plus, the we right lived way. in sin. You're non prognosticators. Do, do
1: you feel any pressure? from the homosexual community to destroy your marriage?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, absolutely. In fact, I've been thinking about marrying. <laughs> I uh, sorry. I I hadn't, I hadn't meant to tell you this, Jeff. But. Yes. <laughs> but I, I I've been <laughs> You made him the happiest producer <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Oh, I can't go on. Where is this guy actually going? (laughs) (laughs) No, you got it. Okay. (laughs) Never mind. I rescind my request.
2: Now, Dennis and I caught an episode of uh,
0: uh, Oh No
1: (laughs) the other day.
2: (laughs) We were, by the way, not having gay sex at the time.
1: No, no. But we were proud to note that the show. Fostered it. So <laughs> that was good. In the in this episode of South Park, right? They there's had there's illegal immigrants. Illegal immigrants from the future coming to the past <laughs> to, to find, find jobs, <laughs> To find work, because the future is so overpopulated that yeah. there's no jobs. Right. And so the the people in South Park, the 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 Displace the workers, work, the displaced workers, go. They're <laughs> taking our jobs. And so they uh, they concoct a plan to destroy the future, make sure the future doesn't happen. Right. And making and, sure there's no babies. Right. By, by all becoming saying, gay. By becoming gay. And a big orgy. Okay. Just a <laughs> Ew. Ew was the word to use
0: for that episode. It was great. Um. This <laughs> This article does not mention uh, – or this article also mentions that he's been having those drug problems, which, you know, you can speculate about uh-huh. as one hmm. thing. Uh, you know, um, another thing that uh, Randy Rhodes on Air America said yeah. – I think she was cracking a joke, but uh, yeah. it, it was a good conspiracy theory also
2: uh-huh.
0: – was that, you know, this is almost exactly ten years to the day that uh, uh, that they got married. And And she says, "I'll bet you they had a prenup that specified something about ten years."
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll bet. Interesting.
2: It's yeah. It's I guess you wet. know if you're it it sounds it, like a is, cynical. Is there any indication that Limbaugh's marriage? on the way out? What is there? Are there indications that Limbaugh's on the way out?
0: You mean heard other anything? than the fact that he's a druggie and that he's getting divorced? That's never stopped anybody in Hollywood.
2: I'm, um, I'm curious. I mean, is his listenership going down? <laughs> uh, oh, you no, know, I have not heard everybody. Are, just, the, are the other, like, fascist Republicans not returning his phone calls? What's going on with him? Is everybody lapping up what he's
1: saying despite the fact that he's now a total fucking
2: hypocrite?
0: And a washout. And a washout.
2: Yeah. I'm just curious. God. Because, you know. Uh, what does it take? Uh, it would be, if you were married to Rush Limbaugh, Right. <laughs> And you
1: saw
2: oh, <laughs> the imagery. No. Okay, I'll marry you, Jeff. <laughs> uh, if if you were married to Rush Limbaugh and you saw his like empire, beginning oh, empire, okay, beginning to crumble, <laughs> uh,
0: that
2: yeah. would be a good reason to you know divorce him immediately and take right. what you could before it all goes yeah, away. Yeah. All right, if you um, were cynically there only for the money. Speaking of cold, heartless bitches,
0: <laughs> what?
2: And I wasn't really. I'm sure. Oh, it was okay. a famous woman. Huh. Uh, Ted Williams' body to stay in cryonics lab. We've covered this story Yay. a bit on this show. Ted Williams, famous baseball player. Uh, his daughter and son-in-law signed. Uh, uh, er, I, I'm sorry, his um, his son and daughter arranged for him to be chronically frozen, based mm-hmm. on a agreement that they'd all made together before his death. Okay. Only he had another estranged daughter, who was not listed in his will, who saw this as an excellent opportunity to make a play for some of his estate. Mm-hmm. The daughter and son-in-law of Ted Williams signed a settlement Tuesday, agreeing that they will no longer try to get the baseball icon's remains out of a cryonics lab in Arizona. And by the way, I want to praise the reporter who wrote this story for saying "cryonics"
1: and ah. not
2: "cryogenics." Mm-hmm. Cryogenics is a real thing, but it, it it's not cryonics. Cryonics is the is the uh, is the procedure of like freezing things to cease biological function and then unfreeze them later and get him going again. Uh, Cryogenics is just, you know... Something different. It's it's something different. Bobby Joe and Mark Farrell also agreed to no longer object or encourage others to object to William's remains being cryonically preserved. Good. Uh, The Farrells had been trying to get William's remains removed from the Alcor Life Extension Foundation in Scottsdale, Arizona. Well, that's a lie, Mm Pee-wee. They were trying to get money from the people who had arranged for his Ah, remains to be so preserved. It's it's expensive currently, yeah. Williams' estate sued the Ferrells on May 10 after they sued Alcor, demanding the company produce paperwork showing that Williams wanted his remains frozen at at the facility. Again, they're not after that paperwork so they could get him unfrozen. They're after that paperwork because they think that it's a way of arguing, that he didn't sign up for it, and so... His remains were mistreated, and so we should get some money. Right. After Tuesday's settlement, Al Cassidy, the executor of Williams' estate, agreed to drop his litigation. Their ultimate goal had been to recover Williams' body for cremation, which they say were his last wishes. Again, bullshit. It's over, and it's over forever, said Peter Sutton, the attorney for Williams' estate. The Ferals have signed an agreement, and judges have very little tolerance if you violate injunctions. Alcor stores human bodies and severed heads in vats of liquid nitrogen in the hope that someday science will be able to bring the dead to life. The whole severed head thing, for anybody not familiar with planics, the point is to preserve your identity into the future, not necessarily all of your limbs and organs. Right. This has been parodied on things like Futurama, but the plan is that, you know, if you can preserve your brain, that's your identity. We could put that in any kind of... You know, uh, cloned body or robot body or whatever. Or whatever, right? I mean, the options are open as long as your identity is preserved.
0: Uh, Here's an interesting note from Denshu in the chat room, and forgive me if this is a repeat of something I already said. According to Google, cryogenics is materials which exist at extremely low temperatures, such as liquid nitrogen. Okay. So it's especially dumb when they refer to it as cryogenics.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much for that information. Upon Williams' death in July 2002 in Florida, his 35-year-old son, John Henry w- Williams, had his father frozen at the Alcor facility. The controversy sparked a family dispute between John Henry Williams and Farrell and cast a national spotlight on the cryonics organization. Uh, John Henry Williams died of leukemia in March, and his body, reportedly, is also being stored at Alcor's Scottsdale facility. Now, um, apart from the science... Angle on this, mm-hmm. right? So maybe you, you're thinking this is a kind of tenuous connection to atheism. Uh, statements from uh, John Williams' uh, team, former teammates, indicated that he was an atheist. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the whole cryonics procedure is something that doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you're a believer in an afterlife. Right. Right. Because. Then you know what do you need to keep your body around for? Your yeah. your identity goes wafting off into a happy heaven or land. hell or wherever. Yeah. Right. Where you know where where it gets to survive eternally. This is about this is life extension, and this makes sense to people who don't believe that uh, life's going to get extended for free just because there's a big invisible man in the sky. Yeah. Life extension okay. by Life extension via not dying. We've had a rollicking show today, folks. Thank you very much for listening. Um, sorry, we got a little late start. Uh, there were some technical problems which Russell uh, bravely and manfully uh, was able to overcome. And <laughs> okay. I'll be talking with him about that in private later. How much, how impressed I was. I am,
0: I am so over you,
2: man. <laughs> and, uh, uh, what do we got? We got like a minute left? Yeah. Mm. Strong so, oh, just anti-Bush Wait a that? minute. Uh, what? The,
1: the Chinese guy. Oh, the Chinese the, guy. Uh, pray for China. Pray for uh, China. We are humbled and amazed by what God has done in his awesome ministry of supplying the fuel for nearly twenty five thousand Prayer Warriors Worldwide. No so Prayer Warriors. Prayer
2: Warriors. What is this? Why, why pray Stern? for China at all? Did they say what's wrong with China? No. It's not, the, the yeah, and, you know, they, to my knowledge, China is like the single biggest nation on earth. The message it's got the, is the hugest population. Here. They're doing fine. What is the problem? I, th- There's probably uh, it is our goal Christians to keep
1: here. you informed of current events and how they affect the churches in China.
2: So it's not China they're having you pray for. It is our prayer. It's that-
1: churches in China.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Many have told us that they were enriched by being able to pray more focused and urgently because of this prayer letter. It's, it's like... It's insane. You I prayed no for, freaking you, idea. Because I knew you were praying for me, I was able to pray better myself. Yeah. The, oh, the guy, you yeah. people get over yourselves.
0: And uh, uh, lucky China. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> just to throw it out real quick, Stern has waged a big anti-Bush campaign. That's Howard Yay! Stern? Yes, Howard Stern. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, has said, I'm asking you to do me one favor. Vote against Bush. I call on all fans of the show to vote against Bush, he said on the cool. air. Said on the air? Um, uh, he's on, on some, uh, what, satellite oh. or something? Nice. I don't know.
2: So he still has a show. just I not Just not the show that he was kicked off of. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. We will leave you with the music, and see you in two weeks. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye.